a moment of power. It's time for a Moment of Power podcast with Pastor Johnny Henderson, being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. I say, if the Lord be for you, ask yourself, if I woke up this morning, the Lord is on my side, who can be, who can stop? Who can put down? Who can train me? Who can hold me? Who can put me down? Who can stop me? Because the Lord is on my side. We're not talking about me, Lord. I said, oh, Lord. See, I don't want to get it confused. It ain't a Lord. It's double. Marquita, my sister Savannah, 
That's Kate, Charity, Chastity, I'm sorry. And by Janaya. My grandbaby. Thank God. I also want to thank the officers of here of Zion Missionary that you would trust me to come and make a deposit if you thought that I was worthy enough to, to come and share a word with you all protect your lives hopefully. Now, I'm going to save her for last because I got to take a minute to keep myself composed faster. Can you just go there? I want to thank Mark and Paula Jones, my good friends and my customers at Priority Chevrolet. I think I've been taking care of people for 15 years, somewhere around there, 15. I've been at Priority Chevrolet for 28 years. God has touched me a lot. Now watch this, Pastor. Watch it. Now, if you are from Priority Chevrolet, one of my customers, would you please just raise your hand? Just let the people see who you guys are. Praise God. Praise God. You're all around here. Praise God. I have my sister Kim over there. And her daughter, she come to visit me. I also want to acknowledge, I won't forget anybody, trust me. I won't forget that there are a lot of people who are just in my corner. And I don't want to take any of the priority people who came out. Because most of these people, we've had opportunities to minister to one another and, and share, even in the midst of getting our cars fixed. You know, how many of you know that to be a traumatic experience for a lot of people? I got Brother Granger right here on the second row here. He'll tell you. But I love that dude. I love his family. I love you guys. You guys have just been always there for me. So I want to move on to Miss Angie, Angie, artist back there. You all know her. She's been my customer for quite a few years, and we have just loved on each other. We had some bad times, but we pulled it back together, didn't we? Hey, yeah, so we pulled it right on back together. We fussed and then we came, and we hugged and kissed all over each other. Glory to God. The Spirit of God is in that woman. Rest in me. Now, I say the best for last. See, I often tell men that when, uh, when you get your gift and you know it's your gift, don't you treat your gift in the kind of way. You take care of your gift. You fight for your gift, you go, you die for your gift, if that's what it means. I can tell you that God gave me a gift. And I honor her. Honey, you know I say this everywhere I go. I cannot find words in the dictionary. I went through three of them, honey. I couldn't find one that describes you to me. I can't find the words. You have meant more to me over these few years that we've been together than anything I can think of. You all said that when you've been faithful, your time is going to come. My time came. I was faithful. 
Watch up here because I hear the Baptist got to get to watch the football game. So, my time clock over here. Make sure, make sure y'all can make the game on time here. Man. But if y'all missed the beginning, blame it on the father. You know, I'm blame the brother. I'm just here to deliver the message. I want to ask you before I get going. I'm going to ask you a question. How many of you believe this book? This is this is the Bible. How many of you believe it from the front to the back? From the top to the bottom. See, I just want to make sure I'm in the right place so that when you leave out of here today, you're going to say, Pastor, that word was straight out of the word. Well, my word is his word. I live by his word. I'm going to read a couple of things here for you. I'm not entertaining, although you may find me entertaining. <laughs> I pray God's word takes root in your heart to initiate a stronger desire to know and to follow the examples of Jesus more faithfully. To follow the example of Jesus more faithfully. I want to make it perfectly clear that my purpose here today is not to offend, embarrass, or belittle anyone during this session. My desire is to strengthen, encourage, and equip everyone under the sound of my voice with Bible knowledge and truth. In the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6, it says, My people, my people are destroyed for the lack of now you notice that it doesn't say that my people are destroyed because they're black they're not destroyed because they came from a rough family not destroyed because they don't have no money not destroyed because their health is not doing as well as it they're not destroyed for any other reason but that of knowledge. Tell your, tell your neighbor, say, I don't want to be destroyed. Now, when we talk about knowledge, the Bible says this over in Isaiah. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Now, that, that suggests that if you go into it, that means you weren't in it before. Now, when we go through this, I, I, I'm a teacher slash preacher. I, I'm more of a teacher. So you got to give a teacher a little more time because I, I go into history. I want you to understand history so that you understand where you are in history. Amen? See, just to read the Bible and not use your imagination and only deal with your intellect is unfruitful. Listen to what I just said. To read the Bible, to study the Bible, and not have your intellect engage as well as your imagination is unfruitful. Because many things that we talk about that occur in the 
imagination are the things that people call crazy like faith. Why you have faith for that? Why you have faith for this? See, my imagination allows me to accept what the Word of God said because His Word will not return Y'all, you gotta let that resonate. His word, his word, not mine. His word will not return void. It means it's going to accomplish something. So today, the word of God is going to accomplish something here in you today. If you came here with your intellect and no imagination, that means you know the educated people. See, we can educate ourselves out of relationship with God. Because God doesn't make sense. God doesn't always do things the way we expect it. Or how it's been described. Or how it's been researched. I hear people say often, if I can't research it and find out, then I can't really trust it. I can't really trust it. Well, how many of you know that that's a lack of faith? The knowledge, correct. Lack of knowledge, correct. But it's a lack of faith. Because faith doesn't operate in the known senses. It operates in the unknown senses. It manifests in the now, but it starts in the here before. In other words, the Bible says that he knew you. Before the foundations of the world. So that means you existed before now. You didn't know that because you're here. But there's a time when you will be able to put it all together. It all makes sense to you. We're in a training ground, folks. King David said this. He said this in 37, chapter 37, verse 25. He said, I have been young. And now I am old. And I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed found begging for bread. I've never seen that, is what David said. He said, I've been young. And I'm now old. He's in his 80s, going into his 90s. And he said, I've never seen that. I say to you, I've never seen it either. So today, we're going to take a moment. And we're going to go into truth about the subject of faith. Now, it's been taught many ways. And what you're going to hear today, I promise you, is going to challenge you. But don't throw it out with the dirty water. Go and research what I share with you. Don't let your yesterday hold you captive so that you can't visit your tomorrow in your future. God will open up a door to you of information that will lead you to the very thing that you've been always wanting. I see this, I see it this way. If I have already concluded a matter, there's nothing else I can obtain. But as long as I'm open, as long as I'm open, the Bible is simply this. It is a pregnant institute giving birth of revelation all the time. The Bible is pregnant. And it gives birth to revelation to each one of us at different times, but it always gives birth. It never stops. 
Think about it, folks. If the Bible was the same, if it was exactly the same yesterday as it is today, that means that we can do the same things yesterday and get the same results today. How many of you know that uh, your blood ain't good enough to go into uh, a place called the King of Kings and throne and the, and the throne of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? How many know that your blood ain't good enough? How many know there ain't nobody who possesses that blood? There was only one that had that blood that can get you from where you are into the presence of Almighty God. There's only one that can do it. So we're going to go on and we're going to go into this thing. Our theme for the day is... Have you revisited your faith walk? Have you revisited your faith walk? The Bible says that we walk by and not by. That sounds like you're doing some stuff that ain't unknown. That sounds a little bit peculiar to me. That sounds not, I can't research that. I can't document that. So that's telling me that I'm going to be doing something that's super with my natural. Causing it to be a supernatural experience. Are you with me? So we're gonna go through the, we're gonna go through a couple of things. We're gonna just go through a couple of things. No way we can get through all of this, but I want to share something with you. Satan is not after you. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, Satan is not after you. Tell your neighbor, come on, tell, look at each other, tell them, Satan is not after you. Satan is after your faith. That's all he's after. Because he realizes what faith does, what faith produces. Faith produces authority. Deliverance. Forgiveness. Healing. Joy. Peace. Prosperity. How about the power of the Holy Ghost reside? How about salvation? How about unity? Look at what Satan is after. He is looking for the very thing that we all desire, and that is power. Listen to what I'm saying now. I want you to stay with me. He's looking to take and remove power from you. Why? Because in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 he said, Let man have dominion over all. He said, let man have power over his circumstances. How many of you realize that God is no longer in control of your outcome? Who did he place in charge? Turn to your neighbor and say, me. Turn, turn to your neighbor and say, me. I'm in charge of my outcome. See, because I can look at any situation, every circumstance of anybody, and I can tell you there's always two ways it can go. It can either go your way or their way. You choose. I think the word of the Lord says this. It says, I set before you life and death. And then I think he says, choose life. That means it wasn't up to God. He placed that responsibility on each one of us. He said, you choose life. I already know what I got for you. I know what I want for you. Do you agree? 
Do you agree that life is the better way? Yeah. Y'all gonna, gonna get good. <laughs> Stay with me now. Stay with me. So he's after your faith. He's after what faith can produce. That's what he's after. So here's the, here's the key. Why would Satan place all this emphasis on my faith? Well, let's see. Let's see why. Let's see why. I believe over in the Ephesian arm of God, he said that above all, taking the shield of Now listen, he, he, he talked about the breastplate. He talked about the belt of truth. He talked about the shield. But he said something about faith. He said above all. In other words, all of the pieces of the weapon are great and they are needed. But he said above all, faith. You're going to find out why. Above all, he said, He said this. He said, simply. He said, above all, take faith. Why? Because faith is something that God deposited into every man. Let me get that first text up there, um, if you would. Um, my first, she had. Let's get that first text up. Let's get up Romans up there. Let's get it. Look at the last part of the verse. According as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. In other words, everyone had a deposit of faith. There was a measure. It didn't say great. It didn't say strong. It said measure, which denotes an amount. So with that faith that everyone has, because even the evil man has faith. I can bring an evil person here, and I can put two chairs up here, and I can say, sit down. That evil man will just sit right on down. Because his faith said the chair will hold. I can put a God-fearing person up here, tell him sit down in that chair. And they'll sit right down in that chair, just like that evil man did. Because they all, we all have the same measure of faith. But the question is, what will we do with that faith? How will that faith affect us? Well, let's find out why. That word faith that he's talking about is what God placed in man after he sinned. See, in Genesis chapter 1, before the fall of man, he didn't need faith. He was connected to God. He didn't need faith for his substance. He didn't need faith to walk, talk. He didn't need faith to deal with the animals. He didn't need faith to eat. He didn't need faith for clothing. He didn't need faith for his health. He didn't need faith for anything. It wasn't until after sin entered that faith was required. Because it was the only thing that God could put in place that will allow them to connect to him because they could no longer have access to him. It was the only thing that he could put in the place of himself so that they could have a connection to him even though they couldn't be with him. Because if you remember chapter 3, the last verse 28, it says that the Bible says that they put the man out, God put him out of the garden, and they put two cherubims there, and the sword blocked the entrance. Kept them outside of access to Almighty God. 
because in all I had a plan. I placed faith in you. And that and God now Satan realizes that faith that's in you is what keeps you connected to them. So what does he do to remove it? Think about this. Faith coming by. Yeah. Hearing by. So how does fear come? Fear comes by hearing. And hearing what Satan says. So what do we hear then? Look at the mediums that we use. We got TV. Number one, he should be number one uh, outlaw on the whole planet. Number two should be the radio. Because see, in the ear gate, the eye gate, we are receiving information that is developing or maturing our faith. So that's why the word says, faith comes by hearing. And then he says, look at the second word, hearing. So hearing becomes more important than faith in that, in that instance because it was used twice. You need to hear faith in order to have faith. If you don't hear faith, you don't have faith. If you don't have faith, you can't make no mountains move. You can't heal no sickness. You can't deliver no child from, from drugs or alcohol. Because see, power comes in the element of faith. See, God says he was faithful over shooting. Like going to church. Supporting the body of Christ. Being in fellowship with one another. He said, if you'll be faithful over these few things, I can and will and have obligated to make you ruler over me. See, he wants to place us back in dominion. He wants to place us back in authority because that is what we lost when man failed. He didn't lose money. He didn't lose access to heaven. He lost authority on earth. The kingdom of God is all about that authority be reestablished on the earth. Matthew chapter uh, chapter 4 verse 17 says this. Uh, Jesus begins his public ministry and he says, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, a different way of doing things has appeared. And if you don't know how to operate in the kingdom that Jesus brought, then you walk on the outside and you, whatever mercy and grace gives you, whatever whole humbling me gets. But when I realized that God said, I want you to operate with that switch that says, without faith, it's impossible to please me, but with your faith, all you do is please me. I said, without faith, that's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. He says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So that means you can do all the other stuff. <laughs> and it doesn't connect you. And see, that's what we have to realize. Today, more than any other time in history, we're seeing faith uh, under siege. Excuse me while I take a drink here. Uh -huh. Go ahead. All right. Folks, faith gives God glory. Because what does faith do? Faith changes natural circumstances into supernatural events. 
And some of y'all need a supernatural event to happen in your life right now. But you're trying to do it the natural way and super can't get in. Super looking for something to tell him and ask him, can I get in and help you? Because see, God is a good God and all he wants to do is good for his people. So the only way you can ask him is through faith. He can't speak to you in any other way. He made a deposit in each one of us. Remember what the word said in Romans 7? He said that every man is given he did not earn it. He was given the measure of faith. He was given. Too many people take it uh, take it lightly. Let me let me say this. This is a, a this is a word that you need to keep in your spirit. Whatever you trivialize, Satan demonizes. If you don't understand if you don't want to understand because see when we're talking about faith we're talking about one of the mysteries that Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 4 when he said unto you disciples it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God one of the mysteries is that the connection between you and God is only through faith and everything that we do that does not require faith doesn't get God's attention See, raising my family and doing right and going to work and being there for customers and, and taking care of my responsibilities and coming back and being honest and talking, all of those are faith characteristics because you do them without question. When God is trying to get something to you, he's looking for you to trust him without question. It don't look right. It's okay. A lot on my plate, Pastor. I love this pastor. I just met him just a couple of weeks ago, but I'm, I'm, I'm in love with him. The plate and the journey that he's on. See, I can get behind something like that. Because he's acting out his faith. Y'all, y'all, listen, y'all. See, 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 you got to get the whole point. Whenever you see a scripture that talks about faith, I want you to do something for me. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, is, is the scripture. Without acts of faith, I need you to add acts. Because so many people say, I got faith, and they don't have no acts. Unless your actions speak for you, your faith has no warrant. It will do nothing. Faith without work, it does nothing. So too often we are relying on other aspects of, of, of the Bible. I mean, we do this, we do that, we do that. And we forget the number one target of saying, it's your faith. How many have been hearing day in and day out, tragedy, tragedy, despair, killing, Shooting, oh. and you watch it, and you listen to it, and all, and all of a sudden you become numb. You, you just hear, oh, this. six people got shot yesterday. Yeah, they robbed somebody, killed a baby in the car. Oh yeah, they just, yeah, he just went up and cut that man throat, and he left him in the garage. 
and we and we uh, and we're in the environment, and we're saying, "Oh man, that's that's sad." Okay, that's sad. I agree to say. The question is, what is your faith telling you to do? All right, all right. See, whenever Satan raises up, God said, "I'll raise a standard." Whenever he gets up and looks at you, God stands up behind you. He said, "Angels, go down there and go to work for Brother Good Hope. He got some challenges in front of him. Go, go handle that." See, my faith tells me what to do. My faith tells me that I'm not going to get on the TV and just watch every murder show. Yes, every, because faith coming by hearing just like fear. I can't feed my spirit fear. Satan is using that against me. He's turning my house up. He's tearing my job up. He's destroying my kids. All I watch is fear, fear. He said, no. Faith is what you need daily doses of. What is your confession of faith? What do you confess every day? I always say no one performing against me shall prosper. That's coming out of my mouth every day. How about you? I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Don't come out of your mouth. They come out of my mouth every day. See, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so concerned about repetition because in the kingdom of God, repetition is a principle. The things of God you must repeat. Over and over and over until the door opens. Because the door might be shut for two years. It might be shut for three years. But I'm going to keep saying, door is going to open for me. I got to come in and I know that door is going to open for me. I keep speaking to that door because that door got no. And from faith. In due time, it's going to be my time. And from faith. It's going to be my time. So do you see how critical your faith is? See, men, we came here today. And I'm going to get ready to close it down because we came here today because this is a men's fellowship. But I want to submit to you that all of y'all men, women, and no men. Um, if you have your Bible, go to Genesis chapter 5. If you have your Bible, go to Genesis chapter 5. This is off the message, but I'm going to let you go in and read this. I want you to see something. Amen. Anybody get anything out of this? Have I, have I tricked you today? I hope I haven't tricked you. I hope I gave you something that you can work with. All right. Genesis chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Honey, you know, you was going to read that for me, but uh, you're over there. Okay, I got to read it from over here. All right, we have Genesis chapter 5 now. Now, I'm going to end the, the teaching in this area because I want you to understand that God gave every man the measure of faith, which is one man as well, mankind, okay? So every one of us have been given the measure of faith. But I want you to see how connected you are to God's original purpose for man. This book of the generations of Adam. You know, generations is... The, the lifeline, the family, all the people have come. This is, this is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that what? God created man. In the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them. And blessed them and called, what was their name? He called man and woman Adam. 
Because you know that God didn't name Eve. Adam named Eve. Amen? So here you're seeing a verse that says, in the day that God created man, not when he formed man. Remember over in Genesis chapter 2 it says, in verse 6 it says, and he formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. He said he breathed in him. He said he took earth, dirt, formed, and then he breathed. And then later on, God said, man, it ain't good that you be in here by yourself. Amen. Thank you. He said, I'm going to cause a deep sleep to fall on you. And when the sleep fell on yeah. the Bible says that the word came and pulled one of his ribs out. And here we have one man. Woman was already inside of man. She was created at the very moment of man. How do we know? Genesis 1 verse 27 said, So God created a male and female created he them male. And then he said, after his likeness. And then he said, he called their name Adam. Adam. So the same power of faith that was deposited into me is deposited into you. You strengthen us. You guide us. You protect us. You are the one who makes the man's job worthy of being done. Amen. See, when you, when we, when God removed you from me, it was my job to protect you. That's my job. Man. That's my job. Man. My job is to protect my, my. That's my. That's my. All right. See, we, we we often go through life. You know, we go to marriage counseling, and they tell you all kinds of different things. But the real thing is, God said, that is you. That you're doing wrong. Would you do yourself wrong? No. Would you hurt you? No. Would you go and inflict punishment on you? No. He said, I want faith to always operate in my people. I need you on one accord with me. I don't want you to leave. I, this is Orlando speaking right now, Pastor. I don't want you to leave out of here. Thinking that faith is not the ultimate objective of Satan. Because it is. It's his ultimate objective. It's how he will destroy anyone. The Bible says, be prepared for the lack of knowledge. He said, faith is the thing that pleases me. No other scripture in the Bible describes pleasing God as that scripture. That means there's emphasis and importance on that verse. You've got to have faith to move whatever is in front of you. So if you're here today, if you're here today and you realize that your faith hasn't come to the level that you need to be at, I need you to revisit your faith one. How many things are you leaving up to someone else and not asking God? How many of you are wavering because it's not coming to pass soon enough? How many of you got burdens in your life that you feel like, Lord, if this just wasn't here, then I could, and then I would. How about just saying, Lord, I thank you for what you've done for me. I don't have the best of everything, but God, I thank you for what I have. I don't drive the best car, but Lord, I thank you for the one that got wheels on out there. I don't have the best clothes, but I thank you for 
you want jacket, but sure, I might not be in that position right now. But my faith says, my faith says, my faith says, all I have to do is believe. Faith and believe. And keep acting on what I believe. Acts of faith. As we close, Genesis, I mean not Genesis, the Hebrews chapter 11, they talk about they talk about a group of people. They call them the the, the, the all-Americans, if you will, of faith. That's what I call them. That's what I put it. And that group I'm going to liken to you men. This is for you. It was in the year, I think it was 1968. No, no I think they're back 65. It was in Vietnam in a place called the Dame, the Dame Valley. Some of you seen the movie? It was called the We Were Soldiers. There was a cry that went out in that place. The men of the Hal, his name was Hal, um, just trying to forget Hal Brooks, and, uh, that's not his name. But it's, it, was a, it was a lieutenant colonel and his troops that had gone into the first engagement in Vietnam. It was the first army to army, we're going to see if we can kill you, you can see if we can kill us, battle. And it was in Vietnam. And in that case and in that movie, there is a scene that the Vietnamese, the Vietnamese, Vietnam regular army was overwhelming the site that the American forces held. And as they came in and as they began to overrun that location, the, 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 the story goes like this, and this is actually a true story documented. It says that Lieutenant Colonel Howe got on the, the mic and he, he issued out a summons, he issued out a call. He said, he said it like this, he said, broken arrow! Broken arrow! And that call was for any airport, airplane or any war type of um, um, plane that was in the area to come because an American force was being overrun. And it means to bring all of your weaponry on to bear, on his location. That means fire everything right on top of us. Kill us as well as them. I have a cry for the men today. Our nation is being overrun. We're going down all over the place. We used to be the home team, now we're the visiting team. We used to be the people they call upon when trouble came. Now we're the last people they call. We have too many broken places in us where we they're trying to get fixed, but we're broke. Yes. Yes. Broken arrow. I'm calling you men that are in this room. Watching from Facebook. I'm calling you to a broken arrow state. You need to bring all your spiritual power to bear. That means that you need to bring your faith to bear. You need to see faith now like you've never seen it before. We need acts of faith. Sometimes it could be in your giving. I'm just going to go there for a minute because it's important. Everybody wants to show faith in every area but giving. And I'm, I wasn't asked to say this. I'm saying this out of the leading of the Holy Spirit. If I want to get out of a situation that involves finances, then finances is the faith tool that God uses. He uses my faith. That's what he's going to use. Somebody here tonight, today, right now, sitting in this room, you came in. I know this, this is spiritual. I know this. We're in sports warfare right now, so I need you to go there with me. 
you're here today and you don't forgive people who've hurt you and you're walking around with it on top of you. Not, not in you, I say on top of you. That means it's constricting you. You can't love nobody. See, it's a hindrance to faith. You want to play church, but in, in an actuality, God knows your heart. He knows you. You can't, we can't fool him. He knows that what you were taught when you were a kid. I know all this stuff seems relative to you, but I, he knows what you've been taught. I remember myself going to a church as a young man, and I remember seeing people fall out, roll over, roll around. I mean, I, I saw some stuff. I didn't know what they had, but I knew I didn't want it. I didn't understand the power of the Holy Spirit. See, when the Holy Spirit falls on you, you ain't in control. See, the Bible says, oh yeah, you, you do everything in order. No. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, you release all of the garbage that's in your life. And see, sometimes people have weights. I mean weights. And when the Holy Spirit releases you, and you feel that release, and you know that God is so good, your body starts to lift up, your voice starts to get louder, your feet get lighter, you start to shout, you start to thank him, you start crying. Because God is doing the work in you, and it's by his spirit. You can't tell me that the Holy Spirit is not needed to operate in faith. You can't do it without his presence. A moment of power. It's a moment of power with Pastor Johnny Henderson being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. Connect with them by visiting their website, lzmbc.net. Pastor Henderson, Lady Henderson, and the Little Zion family want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you will not miss a moment of power.